talking about Anna Nicole Smith. Yeah. So we called this show the experts because we get interested in things to the point that we become what we consider to be experts. Experts. Yeah. We do deep dives, but not just satisfied to read a Wikipedia page. We like to dig a little deeper. Yeah. We will (laughs) make trips to the library. We'll watch YouTube videos. We'll we'll go we'll go pretty far. We'll go farther than the average you know, bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, we are watching uh, this in this installment of the experts. We are sh- we are going to share thoughts with each other and with you um, on the Anna Nicole show. Yeah. So this series we're investigating um, Anna Nicole Smith. As a concept, as a person, as a life. Through different forms of media, through different per- people's perspectives. Yeah. So last week we read this book called... Um, Great Big Beautiful Doll. Great Big Beautiful Doll. We both hated it. We talked a lot of <laughs> shit about it. We were offended. Um, we, I, yes. The last episode we did was about that. This time we're talking about the Anna Nicole show. This is... Um, I'm I'm thinking of her life in like different quadrants. Last time we yeah. told her kind of life story up until like kind of her whole life story. We kind yeah. of summarized it at the end of the episode. Yeah. And right now we're like going to focus on her reality TV era. Yeah. Specifically season one with a little bit of flavor on either side. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> What's before season one? Well, okay. When I think about season one, which just for context came out in August of 2002 on the E! Network and it ran till uh, October 2004, 27 episodes. I would also like to say that it was an Emmy nominated show. Yes. It was outstanding main title design. Yeah. And because it was the main title design was by that place on Highland. That uh, did like Rugrats and stuff. And uh, Real Monsters. And it's like Klasky Chupo. Yeah. And it's like. I don't think I'm saying that right. I don't know how to say it either. But I know I know the company. But they do like really cool like animations and like f- they're really f- like I like I think that deserved to be nominated for an Emmy. Oh, I actually think it deserved to win. Not seeing having seen the other um Contenders, uh, Hysterical Blindness, which was on HBO One. And interesting to know, that was with Jenna Rollins, Uma Thurman, and Juliette Lewis. And it was produced by Jason Blum. Blumhouse? Yeah, before he made all his spooky movies. Wow, that was a while ago. Yeah. I guess I thought he was younger. Maybe he was. Maybe he was just like a wonderkind. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it was Emmy nominee for the main title design, and uh, I think it's a really great title design. I think, yeah, I think it's like it's fun. Like, if the whole show 
it's like the commercials would be like just that, yes. I think. And you sort of wanted to watch what those credits were promising you the show was going to be. Yes. Um, the, the jingle was catchy. Yeah. And uh, I would like to read the lyrics to the jingle. <laughs> really? First, I have to look them up. <laughs> you, is this a joke? No. You don't know what the lyrics are? I know it's Anna, Anna, fabulous Anna, Anna Nicole. She was born. born oh, you're right. Yeah. She was born in somewhere. The try to something, something. Dun, dun, that, and you li- used oh, what go. you got. And that was a lot. Okay, here we go. Anna Nicole theme. So here, um, Anna, Anna, glamorous Anna, Anna Nicole was born in Texas, struggling, saving, trying to get some fame. Then you use what you got. And that's a lot. And you became a household name. Married a billionaire. So he was 88, but they didn't care. Then it all disappeared as fast as it came. Anna, 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 Anna glamorous Anna, 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 Anna Nicole. Anna, Anna, Anna glamorous Anna, 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 Anna Nicole. You're so outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> so during these these lyrics, over the lyrics, there's um, a cartoon, like an animated short film. Yeah, and it's like pink and she's like looks so fancy beautiful beautiful, but she's making fried chicken but it looks very campy and cute and like kind of like a like a like a cartoon like like a john waters character work like it's like somebody that you would like be excited to see yes like something that makes you happy yeah but like thinking about it like there is so much moralizing that's built into like the words of it and the way that they show it yeah because when they get into the billionaire stuff he like he's an old man in a wheelchair and then he's on the scales of justice and he's replaced by cash and she's like oh i'm sad (laughs) yeah i mean they were like that was the story they were telling with that. Yeah, that which was, was the story. That was the story about her, which is so crazy because she had so much more to her than that. But it was like everybody acted like that was the reason she was famous. Yeah. I and mean, it really that's wasn't. That's the reason she was notorious. But that's like when they talk about it on that show, it's like, it's almost as if like she married him and then she got the guest contract. Yeah, I think that that's a general misconception about her. Yeah, but you, or, I mean, of that of that part of her story. I don't know why you would make a show about her and not like really try to set the record straight about that and like tell her story as it really happened. Well, I don't think at the time that it was that people were that interested in it. Like reality TV is pretty new. Like it was so exploitative and she was so willing to be exploited. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about the first, okay, the characters? Yeah. All right. Okay. So we've got Anna. Of course, the star, the main character. We've got Daniel. Her son. We've got Sugar Pie. Dog. Kimmy. Assistant. Cousin Shelly. Cousin. (laughs) Bobby Trendy. Designer. And the last and certainly least, (laughs) Howard K. Stern. Attorney at law. (laughs) Attorney at love. (laughs) 
he wishes in his dreams he is a trash bag is he, he's he really is a lawyer though right yeah allegedly yeah um okay the first episode of the show is called house hunting uh, yes, it is. And she's trying to find a house. Yeah, she's just saying, like, I need a new home. I have to leave my home, and I need a new home. That's all the explanation you get for why she's moving. Yes, and they have, like, set up these houses for her to look up, or for her to look at. Yeah. And it's 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 very verite. <laughs> <laughs> She is trashed. She's so fucked up. She's sitting in the front seat of that woman's car. (laughs) Yeah. And they're filming from the back seat. And she has her hair in these like Goldilocks curls. Yes. And she's wearing jeans, like very tight jeans and a crop top and high heels. Yes. And she is being escorted from house to house. And told how much these are, they're all rentals. Yeah, they're all rentals. And uh, the first house she goes to, I feel like, like all these shows, like the people never fall in love with like the first house that they go to. Right. But like Anna Nicole is trashed and emotional and she like falls in love with it. She's like in the bathtub. Yeah. And she's weeping and she's like, I love this house. Yeah, and she was being really sexual. Oh, yeah. Was that that same house? Or was that all of the houses? All of the houses. She's like humping on the beds. Humping the beds and moaning and doing all that stuff. Um, But she, I really felt like she was doing like kind of a combination of being out of it and trashed and trying to put on a show. Yes. I think it was like, that's sort of the level of performer that Anna Nicole Smith is. And she like in terms of acting and reality TV. Yeah. I think she, she blurs the line. Yeah. I think to her, it's like, there's something really childlike about the way she behaves on the show. Like she's in that same line between like, playing in reality that children are. Yes, exactly. It's, um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, this episode is also the one where she goes to the guests reunion. Yeah. And they stay in that hotel. They stay in that weird hotel and she gets her hair and makeup done. And then she goes to the thing and there are those like giant posters of her everywhere. She's like pulling up in the car and she's like, look at that big poster of me. And I feel like they really made a point to show the difference between like the size of her body and the guest ads, because this is like 10 years later. Yeah. It's like, uh, like nine years after those guest photos. Yeah. And she doesn't look the same. No. And she, you know, obviously has been through a lot in that time. Yeah. This episode has like, I, I feel like the most iconic Anna Nicole Smith quote, like maybe the best thing, like the most profound thing that she ever said, you what? know, a woman who said many profound things. Yeah. 
She says, um, she's like, you know, people always say shit happens and then you die. She's like, truth of it is shit happens and then you live. <laughs> That's the truth of it. Oh my God. We yeah. We so both hard. wrote that down. And I just remembered that I was writing in a different journal. We both wrote, <laughs> we both immediately started scribbling that. Yeah. We laughed so hard. <laughs> because it is true. It's true. It's extremely bleak. It's devastating. Yeah, and it just, like, shows where she's at and, like, the awareness that she has of the shit that she's been through. I mean, people talk about her drug addiction and her weight gain and things like, you know, her living, I guess, an unhealthy life. And they don't really take into account how much she was going through during that time. I mean, she wasn't just, like, a gluttonous person, which I think they sort of want people want her to be. Yeah, she, she became the butt of every joke. She was the butt of every joke for uh, for 10 years. As we talked about in the last uh, podcast that we did yeah. in the book, um, there are entire chapters dedicated to the jokes that like Jay Leno would tell about her. Yeah. I mean, there was like, I mean, that book is not, doesn't have that much going for it. It's like a lot of like republished things, but um there's like three pages of Letterman jokes and then three pages of Jay Leno jokes. And then I think there's another page of like, I don't know, Saturday night live or something like there's just like, there's quite oh, yeah. a bit. There is. Yeah. Um, okay. Something happens at the end of the episode that I found upsetting. I found it upsetting too. Wait, it was at the end of the episode. It was like towards the end of the episode when, the, when she comes home from the guest party yeah. and she is yet again, really trashed. And she's been staying apart from her son. Yeah. Daniel. Yeah. And she calls him on the phone. He calls her. Oh. And remember, Kimmy goes, Mama, Daniel's on the phone. Oh, that's right. Kimmy, her assistant. Calls her Mama. Yeah. And I remember I thought, oh, she's saying that because it's her son on the phone. So she's saying like what he calls her or something. But in a later episode, then I saw that Anna Nicole calls Kimmy mama and they call each other that. And that's their nickname for each other. I mean, something is going on between them. Between I would like to talk about that when we get to, I want to talk about the next episode or like episode four. But first we have to talk about what goes down between Anna Nicole and Daniel on this phone call. Yes. Daniel calls Anna Nicole and she is trash and it's the end of the night and she's in a baby voice. Yeah. And asking him if he she's, loves her. Miss me, miss me, want to kiss me. Oh, miss me, miss me, want to kiss me. All over. <laughs> Does she say that? Something like that. <laughs> It's just like a very inappropriate dealing. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. And he obviously feels super uncomfortable. And at the end of the phone call, for some reason, Howard K. Stern, when he's about to hang up, is like, let me talk to him. And something about that just chilled me to the core that this kid, his father is gone. His mother is on the phone high off her ass rambling at him and he's being filmed for a TV show. And then he has to get on the phone with her lawyer who he probably assumes is fucking her. 
Um, the next uh, book that we're reading is uh, it's called Blonde Ambition, and it's about the death of Anna Nicole. Yeah, and it does. I I am currently reading it, and the way that it talks about the relationship, I'm very interested to explore this topic more after we read that book. The relationship between Daniel and Howard K. Stern. Oh my God. Things I feel like what's amazing about the show is that all of these dynamics that are going to like play out until her death, like they're all here. Like this is the start. It's like everyone's life. It's like when you're, when you're in therapy, they'll tell you like, you know, you are constantly playing out the same relationships over and over again until you figure out what's happening. And none of these people were doing we're investigating anything they just went and went and went yeah they just spiraled yeah and I think that they were all trying to make as much money as they could and like she is vulnerable and they uh latched on to her and I think like she liked being famous and like the notoriety of it all I'm I'm interested to after we read um, the story of the book of her death and we learn more about like the role that Howard K Stern played in her last days yeah, and how he behaved afterwards, like taking that into consideration, like after watching the show, I think will be an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. I, I mean, Howard K Stern, the way I saw him when this show first aired, when I was, I think I was like 12 and is that a brag? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you bitch. But seriously, I was 12. No, I might have been older. I don't know. But I was maybe, I was probably like 17. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Don't anyway, tell how old you are. It's none of your business. Nobody's fucking business. <laughs> but however old, emotionally I was 12. And the way that I see him now versus the way I saw him when I was a, a child are How amazing. did you see him when you were a child? I saw him as being like a reliable attorney. (sighs) I thought he was, you know, a little, I thought he was kind of gross. One of those guys that's kind of gross, but you know, they know what's going on. They know everything. They, I just thought every man, especially one who was a lawyer was a genius, a trustworthy, infinitely capable yeah, he definitely presents himself in that way, but I think he is like a dumber. Like he he like wishes he was Littlefinger. From Game no, of I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like if Littlefinger like got himself like in a situation <laughs> he couldn't get out of, <laughs> and like you like Sansa comes and finds him and is like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "Get help me! Like, help? I made a mistake." <laughs> oh um this uh okay i want to talk about episode four which is titled the dentist that was also incredible it was great this i think is my favorite episode it was devastating i mean i i'm remembering them as we discuss them i'm being honest with you but i'm here to help the uh 
Yeah, that one does stand out for because it's so well structured. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's two storylines going on. The first you, you get from the title, it's the dentist. Anna Nicole, it seems, has not visited a dentist in quite a while. I mean, and something is going on. Something bad is going on. And you know what? I don't need the details. It's and none of our business. It's like at the phase of reality television where they're not giving us the details. Like no. you see some kind of dental work, but they're not like, they don't have like GoPros on the dentists at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have that? Uh, maybe. If Anne Nicole show was happening right now, they definitely would have that. Um, so Anna Nicole is like deathly afraid of going to the dentist. Obviously, yeah. she's got some kind of like psychs, like some Yeah, something is happening. That. Like she yeah. doesn't want to go. Yeah. But on the way to the dentist, uh, her, as you said, like her noble um, steed of a lawyer, <laughs> Howard K. Stern, <laughs> Gives her a book by Henry Miller. Oh my and God. Like highlights I forgot. Oh my God. I just. Re- this oh is a very God. fucked up thing that happened. I cannot believe. Like, could you I imagine for- this I happening forgot. on Housewives? See, no. And if it happened now, there would be rioting. Like, nobody would it's stand so for sick. this. I know. It's so sick. Truly, I mean, sometimes it seems like people have gotten crazier, but I'm telling you, you couldn't get away with this now. No, this was like the Wild West of television. Yes. And it was like, what will people... You have to remember, like, the the swan was on. Do you remember that show, The Swan? Where they gave the woman plastic surgery? Yeah, like, head to toe plastic surgery, yeah. and they didn't show her what it was until, like, her body was... Yeah. Too, like, she didn't look in a mirror. She didn't know what she looked like. She no. had no agency. Yeah. And they... And we're like, and it was okay, surgical we'll reconstruction of her face. Yes. Because they thought she would like it. I These am sick. Dark we, this is, I mean, it's no wonder things are so fucked up. Look where we came from. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what? Everyone's blaming the boomers, but maybe it's, it's Gen X. X. You guys. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy oh my fucking God. shit. Okay. <gasps> wow. Um, okay. So Howard K. Stern gives Anna Nicole a book of Henry Miller to read. Yeah. And it is uh, one of Henry Miller's famous saucy passages. Yeah. <laughs> It's full of erotic prose. It's a lot of yeah, erotic imagery, and but it's like vaguely rapey or not vaguely. I mean, I don't even. I truly don't remember anything about it. I just it's remember like some woman being taken. Yeah, and like it's just like it talks Liam Neeson. <laughs> but like, I feel like he they talk about like someone's dick a little bit. Yeah, and she's like, oh, I guess I should read more. Yeah, she's like, I don't like reading, but this makes me want to read more. And then it reminds her about how she would, um, how she used to get mm-hmm. off by laying on the floor of her dad's truck. I know, and she was laughing, telling the story, and I was like. Anna, what the fuck are you talking about? And she would use her mom's vibrator. And use her mom's vibrator, which just, I can't even think about that for one more second. Well, and it's just like those kinds of things. Okay. I don't know. I can't, of course my mind like wants to read other things into that and like go to a traumatic place with some of these things. Yeah. We don't know what the truth is. It's not our job. It's it's not our, that's not our thing. No. But what that makes me think is like, she needs girlfriends. Like she needs 
people yeah. like women that she trusts that she can talk to about stuff like this yeah. off camera. To to socialize with and to like socialize her and to say, okay, you know, to process things with. She's that's just a really good point. Surrounded by people who are trying to take advantage of her and like are are like provoking her into sharing these parts of herself just for their own amusement and for like the forwarding of this thing. And it's like, oh, I just like wish she had a good friend. Yeah. Um, okay, so while this is going on on this episode, uh, there's um, a, a, a concurrent storyline that involves them all going to like a Six Flags. Yeah, like Magic Mountain, like I think. Magic Mountain. And her assistant, Kimmy, is terrified of... At roller coasters. Yes. And she's terrified, like, like phobic, like yes. shaking, like needing to like throwing up almost like panic attack does not want to go on a roller coaster doesn't even want to be in the park no does it like she is this was not a word in our lexicon at that time but she is 1000 percent triggered by this whole experience she is triggered (laughs) yes and if that word existed it would have helped her and i'm sure it's helping her now wherever she is me wherever you are i hope that things are i hope you i hope that you have healed from this whole experience fuck me too. That, Kimmy did what? not deserve any of it. And no. I bet you Howard K. Stern wasn't very nice to Kimmy. No, I bet he was a fucking dick. Is he in jail? I hope I he's in jail. I think he is in jail. Let's figure this out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I mean, I feel like that's coming in later episodes. It's, that's the thing about the experts, guys. Like, you're coming on the journey of us becoming experts. Yeah, that's like, what's unique and cool about, about our show. this show. But, like... Is he in jail? Check back later. Check back later. This is, we're live reporting. Uh, you are accumulating information in real time yeah. right along with us. And all this will be synthesized in a <laughs> polished, beautiful way. Yes. What are you looking up? I'm just looking up if he's in jail. Oh, good. Sorry. Uh, but I, uh, but. Um, Kimmy. Kimmy. Kimmy yeah. on the roller coasters. Okay. So Kimmy did not want to be on the roller coasters. No. And Anna Nicole didn't care. Anna Nicole. Like Kimmy's I, the one person that she can like exert her will over. Well, she's the only woman in her life. This is what I'm saying. She needs a relationship with another woman where she can be on equal footing with her. But everybody she, needs a girl. Friend. A friend. Yes. Who's a girl? Who's a girl? You're my girl. Thank you. You're my girl. That's so nice. I feel like if we were in the Bahamas and like I was acting crazy, you would give me some hard truths. I wouldn't let you. You, you wouldn't mean, let me spiral out and like. Oh no! You wouldn't let Howard K. Stern like run. Howard my K. Stern life. would be gone. Yes, if I was in the Bahamas if with you. If you were in the Bahamas with me, you'd be like, "Bitch, be gone." He would be gone. Okay, good. Because I hate Howard K. Stern, and too. me and him would have a fight, and I'd be embarrassed about it. No, but, but you I would, would have been right. You, I would. No, I would win. I would win, but I would hate that I won. No, I would love that you won. You would make him, he would crumble into little shitty pieces of dust. Oh my God. Dream about a world. I do fight with them. Men like that. Good. And it you know what? always turns out ugly. Once or twice, and I always appreciate <laughs> it. It never turns out well, but I'm always glad I do it. Yeah, me too. So, okay, so Kimmy goes on the ride. She doesn't want to go on the ride. Anna Nicole like begs and pleads. She gets on yeah. the ride, she weeps. She's weeping, trembling, shaking, like, yes, crying. She is... Distraught. It, like, felt bad to watch it. Yeah. 
But it's the episode's called The Dentist. And like they're obviously drawing this parallel between things that people don't want to do. Yeah. And those are both, I think, considered to be really sort of TV safe, very family friendly um, ways to show you know, a person conquering their phobias or something. Yes. There's completely ignoring the fact that what you're seeing is like a very abusive relationship is an abusive relationship. And this woman doesn't want to do it. She didn't ask to do it. She asked not to do it several no. times. She has no desire to get on. I think it would have been good for them if she had said something like, I'm terrified of this, but I really have to overcome my fear of roller coasters. So I'm going to ride the biggest roller coaster. That's like the evolution of reality television. Yeah. Because like those pieces of the puzzle, like Kyle Richards. Yeah. Hates heights. Yeah. And like there's this ongoing narrative of that. And it's like, will she conquer it? Won't she conquer yeah. it? It's like if she gets on a Ferris wheel in her own backyard, she's like choosing to do that. She's sure. choosing, you know, it's like part of this. It's part of like a story, a, gro- a story of growth and evolution, yes. which like every story we kind of want to be. I think at this time they just wanted to see, they were like, it's like um, William Friedkin on the set of The Exorcist. <laughs> they're just like trying, they're like provoking people into like quote unquote natural yeah. or like honest reactions. Yeah. And it's not. And it's just terrifying. Yeah, well, it is like scary. Being an asshole. Yeah. It's just like assholes. You're being an asshole. And it seems, and stuff that would now be considered to be like borderline illegal. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this would not fly now. No. Not The at thing all. of like, yeah, people don't want to see it. No, but I will also say that like there is some, like there is something about the rawness of it that is really engaging yeah. and very um, like uncontrived. Yes. And it really does like suck you in. Yeah. She is so like, she is so dynamic. She is. And like, you can tell when her strings are being pulled. You can tell when she's reading off of cue cards. You can tell when she's being prompted by producer Yeah, and you can tell when she like genuinely is just saying something. Yeah. And I, I think like that's very endearing. I think so too. I mean, it's just, it's old fashioned. You don't, I mean, they're not like that now. No, everything's so polished. Like, I mean, you grew up on this. This is like, this yeah. Is and there are women who have been doing shows like this for twenty years. Yeah, you know? think about how much Paris Hilton learned from this, and how much Kim Kardashian learned from. Paris yeah, Hilton. it's just like it's like an evolving art form. Yeah, it's leapfrogging. Like yeah. it evolves so crazy fast. Yeah. Uh, I also want to know that Anna Nicole did have twenty crowns in her teeth. Yeah, she had to have 20 crowns. I wrote that down. Like, that is something crazy. It's crazy. That's not even like it's you sad. haven't been to the dentist in a while. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, well, I, she's like on drugs and she's grinding her teeth Grinding down. her teeth. Ugh. Okay, you're right. Um, okay, can we talk about episode seven? Uh, maybe. This is Bobby Trendy. This was like the Bobby Trendy feud. Okay, yeah. So this is also, you get to see a lot of the outside of her house during this episode, yes. which looks like it's built right up on a vacant lot, yeah. like a dirt lot. Yeah, I, I don't know where the house exactly it's was. hard to, because they sometimes show the front door of the house, and that looks completely different from when people are pulling up. Yeah, that's true. Maybe she she may not have lived in either location. That wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, me neither. Um, for the uninitiated, Bobby Trendy was her 
um, puck like designer. <laughs> I met him. You did? What yeah. were the circumstances? I was in high school. I was with my friend. We loved Anna Nicole, and we decided to go to Bobby Trendy's store to see if he was there because we knew where it was. It was on La Brea. It was like on La Brea, north of Beverly. Wow. Um, was he in there? He wasn't, but we told the guy that was working at the store, it was a little store and it was like completely filled with furniture. Yeah. And we told the guy that was working there that we were fans and we wanted to come meet Bobby Trendy. And he was like, Oh, he's going to want to know about this. And he just picked up his phone, picked up the phone and like dialed a number. And he, he said like, you have fans here to see you. And, um, like five minutes later, this car pulled up in front and Bobby Trendy came running in and was like super on. He was at a 10 and he was like, he was just going. I mean, he was doing a performance for me and my friend. Like he was like picking at our clothes and telling us we looked amazing and fabulous and just uh, pointing out details of everything about us and telling us what great design we had. Like, it was like if we called like a party clown or a psychic, like he just showed up and started doing his act. <laughs> Did you buy anything from him? No. I mean, it was expe- well, I was a teenager and he sold like couches. What do you think that he still has that store on La Brea? I don't think he does. I think he does still have a store. I Googled him. Can we go there? Uh, yeah. Field trip. Yeah. Let's do a field trip. Let's go. Let's and I'll ask it. if he remembers me. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. I've been back on two occasions with two friends, 20 years apart, to look at Bobby Trendy. Oh, my gosh. What a beautiful short story. Yeah. It's the saddest. It's the new saddest short story ever written. (laughs) (laughs) I overcame. I overtook him. Um, Okay. So episode seven, Bobby Trendy is in a feud somehow where he, like, won't deliver... Like he won't deliver some pe- like furniture. Yes, some it's um, unclear which furniture. exactly they're talking about. But yeah, you know. and like he got in some I don't know answering machine fight with Howard K. Stern. Yeah, and is like what the I he that's what and so she calls him and Bobby's like I'll listen to you Anna I'll listen to you Anna yeah because you're the one who pays my checks or yes. writes my checks and he's like. And she's like, I don't know what y'all are fighting about. That's not about me. I just want my furniture. Yeah, she just wants her furniture. And Bobby Trendy is like, well, if you're asking for it, Anna, then of course I'll deliver it right away. But I'm not going to do it if Howard K. Stern asks me because I don't work for him. And that was it. That was what the entire fight was about. That was the whole thing. And then he came in and that guy, Frank... The other designer. The other designer. He was there and like Anna Nicole had this like cockamamie idea where she was going to put a pink and white checkerboard of fur behind her headboard. Which she did. She did. Frank like staple gunned it to the wall. (laughs) And then he was. (laughs) And then Bobby Trendy came in and was furious that there was another designer there he was hurt and uh he said this is a really great quote from bobby trendy he was like as you know frank when you buy a mercedes you get one (laughs) that was when frank was making him say okay well tell me all the like 
to uh, tell him how much he charges for everything and how much cheaper Frank is. And Bobby Trendy was sort of saying, well, Frank, well, it cost more because I am a Mercedes. Yeah, bitch, I'm a Mercedes. Yeah. And he is. He is. He's Bobby Trendy. He's a name. He's a trendy Bobby. I, I remember Bobby Trendy's name, but I didn't remember Frank's name. No, I don't know who the hell Frank was. No. I thought he I thought he served another purpose in the house. Yeah, but he didn't. And we were relieved to see that. Yes. Okay, so also in this episode, Anna Nicole hosts a barbecue for troubled girls. This was when I wrote down, and my notes are all from my memory because I do not know where I wrote them down. <laughs> but I do remember that at this point I wrote down, she's not a good role model. Yes, I remember you said that out loud. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, there was one other award that um, oh, yeah. the Anna this Nicole Show was nominated for, and it was Teen Choice Award for... Um, uh, TV for the female reality star, uh, which is, I don't know. Yeah. Having Anna Nicole as a role model for teens, not, um, let's talk about it. But Kelly Osborne won that award, which is like, she was, at least she was also a teen. Yes. I just feel like everything that's going on on the Anna Nicole show is like extremely adult. It's extremely adult and um, it's very, it's very dark. sad. It's not something where you should show a charity event for children. No. And I remember my mom being like very critical of this and like yeah. even being critical of the Jessica Simpson, like Nick Lachey show. Do you right. That? Yeah. Like, just um, the Newlyweds. portrayal. Yeah. Of like the dumb blonde sure. like, women being, you know, it, they kind of relied on these really stupid tropes when yes. they were first doing uh, reality TV. Yeah. I guess, I don't know why. Well, because it sells and it's like easily recognizable and you know, there's an, like we can laugh at her. Like you get, you, you check a lot of boxes with somebody like Anna Nicole because like she's sexy, she's provocative, she's yeah. controversial, but she, um, because like she hasn't taken herself seriously the way we expect women to take themselves seriously, she opens herself up to be a joke, and it makes it safe for us to laugh at her. Right. Because like she, like she, like she hasn't taken her own self. Like her, her life doesn't matter to her. It's like very puritanical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really dark way of looking at it, but I think that <laughs> Thanks, was Aggie. that was probably the justification for it. That, you know, people saw someone that what it's like the old argument when people say like, you know, overweight people hurt all of us because of medical bills or whatever. It's like when people say stuff like that, yeah. when they're blaming everybody for any way that they're different and talking about how like it really is their problem where if I decide that this person isn't as attractive as they should be or smart as they should be, then... I can project all my own shame onto them and laugh at them yeah. and they should know that they deserve it because they're not as good as me. Yeah. So like, why isn't she a good role model? Like, why is she a bad role model? She's a bad role model because all that being said and that being a tragic part of her show, she is a drug addict 
she's overtly sexual all the time. I at think that's inappropriate the only times. way that she, I wrote this down. Sex as a means of affection. I think like that kind of ties into how she talks to her son too. I think it does too, but I still, you know, I worked in childcare for so long and like, you can't, you have to protect kids. Yes. You can't be like, Oh, but she's funny or she's famous she's not someone who should be around kids. Even if she's not going to do anything to them, she's, she says inappropriate things and she's on drugs. It's like pretty cut and dry. She shouldn't be around kids. You know? No, I totally, I totally agree. It's just, I don't know why that's, I don't know why she, I don't know. I also feel like, um, her model of success like, especially the way that she was being treated in the media at this time. Like, it's yes. just like such a, um, like melange of like mixed messages. It's, it's like, here's this, like, look at this whore who like was a gold digger and like now she's fat and like now she, all she has left is like selling herself on reality TV. Yeah. And now she's going to inspire young girls to be like, you can bootstrap. That's the thing where it's like laugh at this whore, but then they put that like pink cartoon credit scene on it. And then it has this sort of air of innocence. Like that's what all those shows sort of took. That's what they were doing. They were doing this very 1950s. They would all like start scenes with like, do, 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 do. Like yeah, that. And yeah, like it's I Dream of Jeannie or whatever. Yeah. And then like it would be some wife pestering her husband, but it was contemporary and sexual and fucked up and exploitive and bad. But they packaged it in this way that the same way that we had all been watching shows on Nick at night. Cause it was for us. Yeah. You yeah. know? Well, that's like when I was looking it up again, um, I mean the, uh, the people who watched it were like high school and college students. Yeah. It's for kids. It's for young people. Yeah. Um, I will say though that like her at the barbecue at her house with all those girls, it was really sweet. It really was sweet. And, and she was like, I thought she was very sweet and warm and open with them. And it was another example to me of her like really craving some kind of female like companionship. Yeah, because it was bonding. all, it was all teenage girls. It was all teenage girls from like, a similar, I mean, probably like maybe similar background to her. Like, yeah, uh, probably really similar. Yeah, I don't know. I um, there there are moments where she's very, very endearing, and I thought that that was one of them. Even the one where she like has that like branded cooler of Red Bull. Oh yeah, she keeps walking around that party asking everybody who wants a Red Bull, and um, every time she does, she bends down, and there's like a a. Red Bull cooler, <laughs> and then um, y'all want a Red Bull. And she's like, y'all want a Red Bull, and she even has one in her bedroom, which was appalling to me. Because can you imagine what a constant panic you would be in if there was a Red Bull machine in a Red Bull machine in your bedroom? Well, here's what I would say about that: because I was 2002. Mm-hmm. When it was 2002, I worked at a dance studio in Las Vegas, uh-huh. and I organized a benefit for um, the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Mm which is breast cancer research. Uh-huh. It was a dance marathon. Okay. And I was like calling all these companies and I like somehow called Red Bull and they donated like 
like a huge thing of Red Bull to this like all night dance-a-thon to raise money. It That's was like, nice. cool. it was so nice. But here's the thing. We had all these kids that were like, we had like a teen program. So yeah. there were kids from like age 10 to 17, whatever. And they drank all the Red Bulls and they were crazed. That's bad for you. I'm scared of Red Bull. It's scary. But, but it I was... I just feel like at that time in history, they were just like sponsoring everything. They were sponsoring everything. I also went to like a few Red Bull sponsored events in my day. And that was... I think that the company Red Bull is invented the idea of Red Bull and vodka. Oh, yeah. Did you ever hear that described as a pick-me-up, fuck-me-up? No, thank God. Not until just now. Vegas, baby. Yeah, because you're from Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, do we want to talk about the episode that we just watched? Yeah, of course. Um, so we watched all these episodes from season one, and then we decided that we hadn't really seen enough from season two because we haven't seen all of the show. We, we've been we like watching around. like what we could find on Netflix. Or YouTube. Or YouTube, I mean. there's It's not on Netflix. If it was on Netflix, then... That problem solved. We'd be... Well, there wouldn't really be a point of doing this. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah <laughs> see, we're bringing you, like, really underground shit. It's, like, gosh. content that you couldn't get anywhere else. Anywhere else. The episode that we just watched was the final episode of season one. Yeah. And it was one where... Uh, so, I guess, uh, when you read about the show, they talk about how, like, season one is very... Um, off the cuff, very documentary style. Like yeah. They're pushing her into manufactured situations, but it's pretty like, mm, like whatever's happening, happening is, is, is happening. I mean, yeah. And like season two more like, and three more manufactured situations. Sure. Like we saw an episode where she was guest starring on an episode of Cedric, the entertainer show. Yeah. Playing a version of herself. Quoting she was herself. only doing like a voice. For like, oh right! For the inner monologue of a character on the show. That's right, and she was playing herself. Herself. There was like an angel, a devil, and Anna Nicole Smith, which I guess was supposed to just be like slutty. Yes, and uh, they like made her go to acting class, like made her go to this Taming of the Shrew, like memorize this Taming of the Shrew model, and it was with like Danny very... Bonaduce. Oh yeah, that was who so was gross. also on like literally every reality show that time. And we looked it up, and he was only like thirty six at the time, and he like <laughs> feels older, looks older. He's that's why he wasn't thirty six. I don't remember. He was like in his forties. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but again, like. She, her willingness to make fun of herself is yeah. very, like, she's just, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. She, um, she seems open to anything and everything and also things that ultimately just sort of made me uncomfortable, like yeah. the, um... Well, this episode that we're talking about right now. Yeah, the last, the finale, the season finale of season one, which is where, uh, as what did you say that it was? It was a... Um, it was a it was a backdoor pilot for a millionaire ma pilot. matchmaker. And <laughs> uh, Anna Nicole goes on a meeting with the Patty, whatever her name is, from Millionaire Matchmaker. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'll go on a date with whoever... Oh, Patty Stanger. <laughs> so then, and then it goes with Patty and she's like, I run a business called Millionaire Matchmaker and I set up millionaires with beautiful women, whatever. And then there was this ex 
extended scene where several scenes, an entire like act of the show basically (laughs) is dedicated to this guy that she's going out on her date with. Truly. His name is Claude. His name is Claude. And first it shows him going and um, buying a suit at like some fucking place. It takes forever. Some like Beverly Hills shit show. And I turned to Irene Durgan and I was like, I can't think of anything I'd want to watch less than this man buying a suit. It was truly revolting and disgusting. And he's like, well, you know best and blah, blah, blah. And like embarrassingly, of course, he's Jewish. I hate that when people like that are Jewish. It's very embarrassing for Jewish people. Um, maybe we'll have to cut that out. Um, no, keep it, keep it. <laughs> but, um, he was like buying this stupid suit and then he goes to the flower store and he's like, oh, I've got a date with this beautiful lady. Oh, everybody is going to love her. Ugh, yeah. She's so hot and I need to, and it's Anna Nicole Smith. Can you believe my luck, fellas? Can you believe my luck? Blah, blah, blah. And. So he doesn't know. So he's writing the the card and he's like, oh, what to say? What to say? And then he's like, "Uh, cheers. And then he's like, cheers, Claude. Yeah, because he's like, "Uh, still thinking, oh, it's too soon to say love. I haven't even met her. So he just writes Claude. And it just chilled me to think that the note said cheers, Claude. But he was thinking like, like he was, I love you. No, no. Like, I do feel like cheers is a bit of a red flag. Well, oh, it's a dark red flag because who would say, first of all, cheers is for like one special occasion. It's like for congratulations. Yeah. And it's for a wedding or it's sorry. Literally, if I gave you a bottle of champagne, I would write cheers Cheers, on the thing. Oh, my gosh. And I'd be like, cheers, like congratulations, whatever. (laughs) And then I would explain that. If you gave someone a a hostess gift on New Year's Eve, that's a great place to write cheers in the note. Yes, that's honestly the perfect thing to say. Because that's what you do on New Year's Eve. And then also... Just for like a casual evening? A casual day? No, no. I don't think so. I do not. No. It's for... To a stranger... Yeah, so he picks up Anna Nicole and he lurks in the doorway like a vampire. Like a vampire. I was like, is he a vampire? Why can he not go inside? Because she just like walked it away and started like getting her purse and kissing her son. Yeah, and he he like started to walk in the door and I feel like the force field was like. like and he just like stopped himself and was like, better not. And just like stood there and like kind of smiled into the house and kind of rocked back and forth waiting, anticipating her return. Yeah. Ew. And then he took her to like a Benihana or kind of something. Yeah. And then that was when I thought she made the first lucid point of the entire date because he was such an idiot. And she looked at the hibachi and she was like, oh, this is fun. This is like in Vegas. And I was like, yes, Anna, that is like in Vegas. Yeah. Good for you. Fun, normal thing to say instead of he was walking around like we're in a very fine establishment i'm gonna get you whatever you like my gorgeous anna nicole i'm with and he kept calling her anna nicole Nicole, like such a fucking creep it was so creepy and then she asked for some a1 sauce she asked for a1 sauce and they made a big fucking deal about it irene he reminded me of my dad (laughs) (laughs) i mean like that was honestly why i was so upset Abby did get up several times and she was pacing around and she was like, I'm having a panic attack. That was what it was. 
I didn't even ask why because to me it was apparent. Like I mean, I, was like, I know, it's so but it's like I know that's what my dad is like. I just know it, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. But like, he has the same vibe, and like, he's very generous and nice. He's a very nice man to his children. He's very giving, and I saw a little bit. And he's got a similar, you know, look, vibe. Did it, were you upset when I was commenting on how wet his hair looked? No, but my dad in the 80s and 90s always had wet hair like that. It was like, he always wore it slicked back with like so much stuff in it that it was like wet looking. Not, not at this point, I think, but like in the 90s. It's back. And yeah, he's, <laughs> we just turn around and it's playing behind we have, me. We have the YouTube channel just like playing on a loop back on here. On a loop. And here she is opening the door. She's wearing sheer A sleeves. high collar, sheer sleeve. She's got her hair done up like prom. She's wearing a very long skirt. I and think... he's like immortal beloved right now. Yes. <laughs> he is for sure a vampire. I also feel like this weird outfit she's wearing is maybe like Patty Sanger was like, don't show too much skin. Like maybe that was going to be a rule later for, for millionaire matchmaker with these oh, women. Oh, sure. So Anna Nicole is going overboard to show what a lady she is. Yeah. And then she know. just proceeds to get truly shit faced. I thought that she had taken some kind of pill that hit her when she got to the Benihana. Cause yeah. she was very in the limo, she kind of like limo, loses it. Yeah. Like in the limo is where she like, um, kind of. You're like, oh, that Anna Nicole is here now. She just starts blinking and looking around like she doesn't really know where she is. Because he brings her some dog treats and she seemed like genuinely happy. Yeah, he brings her like dog treats for moment. the dog. And then they pass. Oh, on their way from. This was what confused me. So on their way. From the Benihana thing to their second location, <laughs> he stops and buys her pickles from Greenblatt's. Yes. And while he's in there, he also buys her a bottle of champagne because Greenblatt's, just in case anyone lives in LA and doesn't know, in addition to being a deli, is a really nice wine store. I did not know that. Greenblatt's is great. Where in the city is it? It is in West Hollywood on the Sunset Strip. It's near the Comedy Store. Very nice. Or the Laugh Factory. I don't know. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and so he pops in there and buys her some stuff. So then they're driving up the Sunset Strip and she's gnawing on this pickle in this like weird, like she eats the pickle, right? Oh, she eats, I think, three pickles during the course of this episode. Because she also was eating a pickle when they were getting her, doing her makeup. Yeah. And then she eats one at the end of the night when she's totally trashed. I wonder what the pickles thing is about. I think she just made the salt. It's like cold and she wants to suck on it. Yeah. Because she like sucks on them. Yeah. She's eating them, but she's like sucking on them too. Yes. I feel like that's like another thing. Doesn't that seem like some like producer machination? Sort of. Because they're also like not the type of pickle. Like I have, no one has pickles like that around their house. Like those are pickles that you would get like at a movie theater or the fair. They're like those big pickles that come in like a plastic thing. Like to me, it's again, like a big, like give Anna the big exaggerated dick and like make make her her suck suck on it. Yes. It's like, it's so 
gro- they just like are making her so grotesque. Yes. And that was also what you said when we saw they pull up at the Saddle Ranch, also yeah. on the Sunset Strip. Which I went. Uh, which you week. went to this <laughs> weekend. Week. I've never been inside of. <laughs> um, my friend walked barefoot down Sunset Boulevard. Wow. You had a night. Yeah. I was in my high heels. Damn. But she was in bare feet. Props. That's scary. A little bit. I, well. Brave. And brave. sometimes. Scary. Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. So they go to Saddle Ranch um, and they have another huge plate of like cowboy Ribs. food. It's like a cowboy theme bar. Yes. With a mechanical bowl. And on the way, Anna Nicole is saying, well, let's go ride the mechanical bowl. And they, and when they get there, they have like a full plate. Yeah. Ribs, mashed potatoes, red meat, just like an insanely huge meal in front of them. I don't, but they also don't really show her eating it. No. And she is wearing white. Yeah. And I feel like, like they, like they are trying to paint her as like, like, oh, look at how gluttonous, you yeah. know, and, but, but yeah, you're not like seeing her eat it. Like she's riding the bull. She takes, they both like feed each other a tiny bite of mashed potatoes off each other's knives. That's what they show it. So I think they probably just like made them sit there yeah, and film them with this food in front of them. And they were like, eat as much as you want. And they both decided to just have a little, because they had already eaten dinner. Yeah. They had just had, they had just come from dinner. Then Anna Nicole gets on the ball. Yes. And she falls off both times. She does. And I actually thought the editors did a nice job of like slowing it down and making it seem like she was on there for longer. I didn't think, yeah, I didn't think that it was, I mean, I don't think she was on it really for long enough for anything to. No. Yeah. I liked when she was at dinner with the guy and he asks who her favorite artist is. Yes. And she goes, mm, Marilyn Monroe. She was the shit. <laughs> I like that too. And I also felt like that was like one of the most authentic moments of the show. I agree. I think that was an answer that I, I don't think that was a question anyone anticipated. And I think she answered that one off the cuff. I think so too. And I think her asking for the A1 sauce is off the cuff. Yeah. And I think her, like when he drives her home, cause she's so trashed in the car and she, that, okay, that was awful. So she's like totally wasted in the car and, uh, she's ridden the bull. So she's been like drinking all night long and she's on like whatever else she's on. And then she rides a bull. She's like spinning all around yeah. and then she's in the limo afterwards. Yeah. And she was like laying down and then like she's face, face first in his crotch and it looks like she's giving him head. And it's <sighs> obviously supposed to look like that. Yes. I mean, <sighs> it's supposed to. I think the joke that's like supposed to be the joke of it. And he take he's not wearing his jacket anymore. Yes, and he's like, Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole. It's like and then the performance of that whole sequence is so fun. And then he's like, Okay, I'm gonna sit you up right now. 
And that felt sort of real to me too. It did feel real. And then um, they go in the house. And at that point, yes. the vampire uh, <laughs> force field has worn off. And he waltzes his ass right, right on through in. through the threshold. Yes. Crosses that threshold. Yes. And uh, they kiss. They kiss twice. They kiss and then he's back for some more. Yeah. And she, go- she goes in for more. And she, I thought that was an authentic moment too. I think that reminded me of a time, this is dark, that reminded me of a time when I was in college and I straight up came to and I was making out with a guy that I did not know who he was and I did not want to be making out with him and I was like, no. Oh my God. And, but I had been like making out with him the whole time. What did you do? I moved away. I just like backed away. But that's what that reminded me of. I don't think she knew. I think that like at a certain, I don't know. I think you can get to like a certain point where like someone starts kissing you and you just like respond. You don't know what you're doing. That is totally how that felt to me too. I thought it it looked like, because she was so not into this guy the whole time. I mean like her body language was so... Like, it was clearly communicating that she did not want to be close to him. Yeah. So when he kissed her in the house and she, like, started kissing him back and then she moved for it, it looked to me like somebody who was, who, like, who, like, was having the sensation of kissing and they liked yeah. that. And it it was not about what was Not happening. about what was actually happening. It was, felt, it was really disturbing. It was unsettling. Um... Yeah, and then, but then when he left, she was like, toodaloo. She, like, stuck her head out the door, so maybe she, maybe that wasn't the case. Yeah. Because she was pretty, you know, saying goodbye and everything, or maybe she just, I don't know, who knows? Who knows? Who could ever know the mind of Anna Nicole? No. Especially after such a night of partying. And, like, also, what the hell, like, I know they went and rode the mechanical bull, but it was just, like, they just got super fucked up, and who would go... Who would get fucked up like that on a date? People who are on a TV show, I guess. I mean, I just like, if I was on a first date with someone, I would never get that drunk. Yeah. What, right? No, I mean, no. I think. Well. I've been wrong before, (laughs) but I don't think so. (laughs) But you'll never be wrong again. Well, hopefully I won't be on any first dates anytime soon. No. You won't. Thanks. Should we um should we should we go through our questions really quick? We can go through the questions, but I have not I don't know what my answers to any of them are gonna be. So okay. let's do it. What was um what was the moment that you thought was uh genuinely funny? I don't know. I liked when Bobby Trendy said, um, when you get a, when you buy a Mercedes, you get one. Yeah, no, I think that was probably it. I think um, I don't know. Anna, I don't know. I guess any dog stuff, anything with sugar pie. Were the yeah, the dog humps stuff a lot. That's like the dog's yeah, whole character. I don't really like that. It was really depressing. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. I was really sad. I can't think of anything. It's all sad. I mean, whenever I think of the stuff that's funny, I'm like. 
It was sad. It was sad, but I will say that when you and I watched it, we did laugh. We laughed so much. I think I thought the parts that were funny, yeah, like definitely when those when they were fighting. That part actually was the only part that I did have any joy watching because Bobby Trendy and the other guy. Yes, their skit. It was like so planned out. Yeah, that's right. And so cute. And I was like, they're just like goofing around these guys. Like they're just totally fucking around. They don't give a shit. They're having so much fun. And I kind of think everybody was sort of in on it in that way. Yes. I just think that Anna, while being in on it, was still being exploited. Like when you're on, when you're the only girl on an improv team. Yes. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yes. Yes. So you like, you have no choice but to yes and. And to go along with the whatever the fuck of, yeah, the they tell you that you should do. Otherwise, you're not a team player. You yes. have to get comfortable with these things. You have to get, you know, one time somebody was like, have, like, do a sex scene right now in front of all of us. I was the only woman in the room with this guy and he was like I need to see you the coach or whatever the important coach was like I need to see you have sex because I need to see that you can do Ew. it and I we had to, to like see that you can do it I need to see that you can go there fuck off and I I mean can you imagine say his name say his name <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway it truly doesn't matter he has no career to ruin like I promise <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is Ugh, fucking infuriating. I know. That's horrible. Oh God. Yeah, but, uh, that yeah, that stuff is palpable. Um, what uh, what was your favorite episode that we watched? My favorite episode was. Well, I know yours was the roller coaster one. And was that the same one with the girl when the girls came over? No. The one with the girls was the one with Bobby Trendy. Yeah, I'll say that was my favorite one. It seemed like you really did respond to that. I one. did, I did respond to it. It had the ultimate highs, ultimate lows. But also, even in the lows, there were highs because the girls had so much fun. It was still like and because, like you were saying, like, she did a really good job, and it seems like it really wasn't a good time. So yes. if those girls had fun, and then the two guys having the fight, that was, like, silly, and obviously they were having fun. So it was the most um, innocent episode. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way of putting it. Um, the one that w- was the favorite to me, the roller coaster slash dentist episode, I did write down psychotic torture porn. Yeah, that was the darkest episode because <laughs> her in the dentist chair, which also, that must be a fetish, like Anna Nicole Smith in a dentist chair. For fucking sure. There's someone who really wants to see that. Oh my God, yeah. So... Whatever that was fucked up, and then Kimmy being forced to go on the roller coaster was also really fucked up. That was just like one dark episode. I feel like, um, just in terms of the structure, which you mentioned earlier, like I feel like it's a sophisticated episode. I feel like yeah. the two storylines play against each other in a really interesting way. Yeah, I feel like you see that kind of stuff on Housewives sometimes where. They really like you can see that the people behind the scenes are being really creative with the way that they're telling the story. They're like yeah. leading you to what you want to what they want you to think or conclude by watching it. Yeah. 
Like, I'll never forget the episode of Real Housewives when Taylor, Beverly Hills, mm-hmm. when Taylor's having that party for her daughter. And oh, my God. That was like, the Mad yes, Hatter the Mad it's Hatter. Incredible. It's iconic. It's classic. And they keep cutting to the kids and they're like yes, they playing pan- in the dirt. I feel, In my memory, it's like a, like a long, like panning shot. It's like a beautiful, like, like Italian cinema. Yeah. <laughs> like the, all the adults are at the table and they're yeah. all like fucked up mad hatters oh my god hands across and down a flight of stairs like a joanna hog <laughs> to a patch of dirt and it's all the kids and their nannies yeah that's and- why i was like oh my god it's art yes Oh my God. I feel no. like um, the reason that I like dentists is because they are, uh, they're, they're going for something. Yeah. They're going for something. <laughs> they're definitely going for something with that one. And with the one that I like, I think it was just like, they had two things on the schedule and they just like had to do both of them and they yes. just happened to coincide. And that was the extent of it. And that's fine. Which is, I, that's also great because, um, I mean, I don't know if there was like a thematic connection that I was supposed to pick up from Bobby Trendy having the fight and then the girls coming. Maybe like conflict and resolution or like. War and peace. War and peace. Yeah, it's uh, have and have nots. I don't think it was that. No, I'm just throwing out ideas. <laughs> I don't think they were. I think it was supposed to be completely from Anna Nicole Smith's point of view and you weren't supposed to like consider the girl's feelings you were supposed to see it as like a happy story because Anna Nicole was good yeah yeah well do you um do you have any other thoughts at this time on the tv show yeah no no I think I said them all yeah me too all right, so I guess we did this one. We, I feel like we can successfully close the chapter on this, but I will say that I would like to discuss the Trim Spa yes. era. Um, and uh, as an anecdote and like a coda to this, mm-hmm. the thing that she did before the reality show in 1997, which is one of my favorite stories about Anna Nicole where she crashes a bar mitzvah yes. at the Beverly Hills Hilton yes, and grinds up on the boy yeah, and then gets dragged out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Allegedly, in some stories, by her hair, which I think is an unfortunate detail. It's not true. It's not true. I think that her the dad of the boy saw her in the lobby or something and was like, hey, I'll yeah. give you 500 bucks. Go make my kid a man. And she's like, okay. Sure. Something disgusting like that happened. Yes. I mean, Anna Nicole Smith wouldn't just like burst into your party and start like molesting your kid. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. We heard how she talked to her son on the phone. That's. I think she had no idea of what was appropriate and what no. wasn't, which is not a way, um, which isn't an excuse. No, it's not an excuse. But it's just, it's just really weird to watch. It is really weird to watch, but I will say that there is, I, that bar mitzvah story well, there's video. Yeah, there is. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's unmistakable yeah, <laughs> what's she happening. Is trashed. And she's like, eh. And she would have no idea. No. No idea. All right. So there's still a lot more to cover. 
on Anna Nicole Smith. There is more to cover, um, and uh, we hope that you'll continue on this journey with us. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you have a great week, and we have one question for you. Do you like my body, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did she say that? Yeah, that's when she was at like the MTV Awards with her twin. Oh, After yeah. she lost all that weight, she was like, and she was like, I want you, beautiful duet. <laughs> oh my god! Bye. Bye. We're gonna go.